Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Praise the Lord. I want you, um, we're continuing to talk about keeping your mind maintained. I want you to look at Psalm 3 and 1. Um, this is David's um, kind of cry out to God, his prayer to God. His, his, he starts with almost a, a, um, a troubling kind of spot. Lord, how are they increased that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. And I started thinking about this when I read this. And he was saying, man, life is starting to trouble me. Now, whether you have trouble from the outside or inside, they're go- it's going to come to thoughts. I need, you, I need you to really see this. Everything you and I do is going to come down to thoughts. I promise you that's true. It's going to come down to either this. One, it's going to be something that happens that's going to come with, thought. oh, my God, this is going to go bad outside. Inside, oh, my God, this is going to go bad. It's all, it's, even if something physically moves in front of you in the earth, it brings thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Good or bad. If you have an internal thought, it brings feelings, good or bad. So something is always prying and pulling on your attention when it comes to your mind. And that is one of the things you have to understand. The enemy wants your attention on him and the problems and the circumstances and the lies and all stuff. He's trying to distract you. The Bible says he deceives the nations. I'm going to say this. He deceives the nations. He deceives the unbelievers. But I really believe he distracts He distracts the believer. Okay? So the lost people, he's blinded their minds so they cannot see. He works massively in deception. That doesn't mean he doesn't work on deception with the, with the Christian. But he works more in a place of distraction than deception. He's trying to distract you, get you focused on something else. And he's trying to keep them deceived just as well. But I think the believer's life is a little bit more of a distraction than it is a, de- a, than it is a deception. And think of that. He's trying to get your mind attention and your focus on something it shouldn't be on. So that's what he's saying. Lord, how they've increased that trouble me, many are they that rise up against me. Many, look at verse 2. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. Right now, here comes the critics. You know what I'm saying? There's a bunch of people. Now, many say of my soul, what? There's no help for him. Right? But thou, O Lord, are my shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. I I laid me down and slept. I awaken for the Lord sustain me. Isn't that powerful? God sustains you, right? He gives you rest. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of the people that have set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, and save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. And I, I read that, man, it just kind of like, I kind of felt like David. This is literally when David fled from Absalom, his own son. He was fleeing, and, and, and he was in a place, and he, and, he, and he was like, man, he was, can you imagine the, the torment and the, the mind dealing? And uh, his own son, he's fleeing from him because 
He's basically wanting to kill him. And you're thinking, oh, my God. And you started looking at life, and you start thinking, can you imagine the mind dealing? And the mind is he's like, oh, my God, God, where are you? And I want you to write this down step by step by step. We're going to look at this. I think this is really going to explain some stuff to us. I, I wrote this down. I got a couple. I really got, like, I think five points that I really want to drive home what you out of this story. Well, really six that are going to help you and me see this thing. Number one point that I want you to get, troubles are going to come with voices all around you. Troubles are going to come with voices all around you. That means everything's making noise to try to get your attention and take your, take your focus and really get inside of you to cause you to not have peace. Now, this is what I want to show you. Have you ever felt fear? You know, like I remember one time, um, I remember the early days of this thing. You know, now I've gotten pretty good about it. Like, I, I don't let, I don't react. But I remember one time I was driving, and as I was driving, somebody called, and they, when they called, I mean, they, they were getting ready to say something, and I felt like my heart, like, sink into the pit of my stomach. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, my God. And it felt like fear got in me, and it was from the outside. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know what I mean? I was like, I, start, I, I, I heard them, and I knew where they were going with this thing, and I was like, oh, my God, it, like, hit me in the stomach. And I could feel, like, my heart sink and hit me in the stomach. And I really felt like while they were talking, like, God was like, you just let fear in. You just let it in, man. Now you got to resist that thing to get it out. Now, was it a spirit? No. It was, it was something in my eye and my ear. Remember we talked about that eye gate, ear gate? It comes in your eye. It comes in your ear. And it got in my ear. Fear got in. Got in my ear. How to get in? Because of the situation, the circumstance. If you stay in faith, you won't. So, I mean, I remember I was like, oh, man, what do I got to do now? And I know it kind of messed up my peace. It was almost physically tangible. So can you imagine this? A word, a sentence, a communication, a suggestion that was really going on came into my ear and literally manifested the feelings of fear and the physical tangibleness of it on the inside of me that I could actually feel it. And I knew I was going to have to resist it to get rid of it because it was going to constantly try to bring me back to a place of anxiety would keep rolling it over in my mind. What are you going to do about this? What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to fix it? What are you going to do? What are they going to do? How are they going to do this? You know, and it was like, man, I knew it got in. So I knew how to, so troubles are going to come with a voice all around you. They're coming from you. Whether they come from within you, oh my God, how can we overcome this situation? How can we change this circumstance? Or from without. Now I want you to look at this, the amplified classic, Romans 5 and 1. Once you get it, you can pop it up there. It says, it's going to explain something. Troubles are common. How do I overcome troubles? Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, and declared righteous. Isn't that good? Acquitted. I've been acquitted. <laughs> Next time I get in an argument with my wife, I'm going to be like, I've been acquitted. <laughs> you cannot, that's double jeopardy. <laughs> you cannot accuse me of a crime that I've already been forgiven of. <laughs> you remember that one. <laughs> Write that down. Put it in the archives. What? <laughs> right? I have been acquitted. I've been declared righteous and given right standing with God through faith. So what does he say? Let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold on to enjoy. Peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. That's good. Through him also we have our access, entrance 
introduction by faith into this grace, state of God's favor, in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the more glory or glory of God. All right. Moreover, let us be so full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles. What? And rejoice in our sufferings. Now watch this. Knowing that what? Pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. Everybody's like, oh yeah, great. And endurance, fortitude develops maturity of character, approved faith, tried integrity, and character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. That is some good word. Did you get that? Endurance, fortitude. Moreover, let us be what? Joyful, man. And let us what? Get ready. We triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sorrows. So are you trying? Think of this. Triumph is a place of victory. You have to learn to triumph in trouble. Because you're not going to be exempt for trouble as long as you're in the earth. So trouble is going to come from within. Thoughts, ideas, suggestions. Trouble is going to come from out. Thoughts, ideas, suggestions, feelings, pictures, all that stuff. Are you triumphing in that stuff? The only way to triumph is you've got to take the tools. Remember, you've got to take the shield of faith. You've got to take the truth. You've got to discipline your life with the truth. It's really important, man, because I think this is big. And then, you know what I mean? So troubles are coming. Isn't that nice, though? I love the verse 4. And endurance. So let me, all right, let's just, re, let's just look at this, right? right watch 5 and 3. Can you, you got that up there? Moreover, let us also be full of joy. Okay, triumph in troubles, triumph in trouble. You see that? You got to try, trouble shows up, you got to triumph over it. How many of you see trouble come up and want to run away? You can't. You have to triumph over it. How about this one? Rejoice in suffering. Who wants to do that? Pressure, affliction, and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. That's a good word. Now watch this. In four, and endurance develops this fortitude, maturity of character, approved faith, and tried integrity, and character, right? Character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. So all this stuff is, so like, I know what happens, right? You're like thinking like, oh man, this thing's gonna get in my head, and now I'm gonna have a project for the rest of the day. Triumph and trouble. Know that you're going to have to learn how to master this thing to get really good at having peace on the other side. You're going to have maturity of character, and you're going to be able to champion through life with victory. But here's the thing. You have to use the tools God gave you. You cannot ignore the enemy and how he does things. You have to learn how to resist him and overcome him because it's not just going to go away just because you, will, you wish it to go away. You're going to have to work for it to go away. That, right? Now check this out. Write this down. You're going to learn, you're going to have to learn how to guard your soul and know God's character. You got to. You got to guard your soul. You got to guard your mind. You got to guard your will. You got to guard your emotions. You must pick up the soul guard. Look what it says in Philippians 4 and 4, Amplified Classic. I love it. 
You have to produce a soul guard. Everybody say, I got my soul guard. Why? Because you're going to have to guard your soul and know God's character. And you all know this scripture, but I want to read it in Amphite. Rejoice in the Lord always. Delight, gladden yourselves in him. Again, I say, rejoice. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your considerateness for forbearing spirit, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near and is coming soon. Do not have fret or anxiety about anything. Now, you understand that, right? You say, yeah, that's easier said than done, right? Like, don't worry about it. What does everybody say? Oh, why are you getting so worked up over this? Because I feel like I'm losing my mind. That's why I'm worked up. What do you mean, why am I worked up about this? Don't you want to just, like, slap those people that show up, like, with that Mary Poppins kind of like, oh. i never seen Mary Poppins, by the way. Do you like that movie? It looks like it's too long, and I, I started seeing the umbrella and all that. I was like, this is going to be like agony, you know? I, didn't, I never watched it. That's an unknown fact. Powerful. And I'm not watching musicals either. I don't like those either. And all you people that are like, or in all this, like Hamilton and all this stuff, I'm not watching that. Do not fret or have anxiety. That would give me anxiety, having to sit there all the while and watch that thing. I'd be like, am I going to get in trouble for saying this on the internet? Are you going to like say it's a copyright? It's not a copyright. It's my, and that's another thing, too. While I'm on this, let me do this right now. <laughs> These people are so scared. The earth has become so scared to say anything. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you better not say this. Look, man, listen. Say what the word of God says, and don't worry about what you say that's going to offend somebody. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but you know what's funny? Like, what am I supposed to not agree with the word of God because society might try to give you a hard time about it? I ain't doing that. That means, you know what happens? The minute you do that, you become a compromiser. Pastor Chris, if you start talking about stuff, if you start talking about stuff that they don't like, they're going to ban you. I'm, yeah, ban me, and I'll pray. Watch what I pray. You don't even want to know what I'll pray. Do not, you ain't going to ban me. I'm not saying nothing. I say what the Word of God says. Do not fret. Or, that was funny. I'm probably giving, like, star emojis right now. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance, in everything, by prayer petition, definite request with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. And God's peace, God's peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ. Soul assurance. Tranquil state of the soul. Tranquil. That's where we get the word tranquilizer. You ever see the tranquilizer of an animal? I seen just something not too long ago. They had lions. I was like, dude, you crazy. The thing was out like a light. You know why? They tranquilized them. What happens when you're tranquilized? You just lay there. You're alive, but you're, oh, you're just sleeping. It's like, tranquil means you're not moved by anything. Tranquil state of the soul, assured of itself through Christ, fearing nothing from God and being content with its earthly lot of whatsoever sort that is, that peace which transcends all understanding, all understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ. Did you get that? Peace be understand. Tranquil state of the soul. I like that. What does that mean? That means you're guarding your soul with peace. You're not letting anything in your mind. Here's what I'm going to ask you. 
if it is going to cause turbulence in your mind, you are not allowed to receive it. If it is going to start, anything that takes you away, you ever see like, you know, ooh, today we went to the place. It's such a tranquil feel. I felt, ooh, it's a, you know, they're like all together. Like you go to like, you go to like this lake, you know what I mean? And then you just sit there at the seaside and you just relax in the ocean and you just feel like all peaceful, you know what I mean? Everything's right. You say like, oh, I, I found tranquility. I'm here now. This is the land of tranquility. This is where I live. No, what I'm saying is this. Anything that tries to come in that starts messing up your peace. Like let's just say you went to this really, really cool place, right? Just say it was really like awesome and it was just very calming. Just say we go to the beach, right? We got a nice beach here. Very calming day. You know, very peaceful. You're there. You got your lawn chair. You sit your lawn chair up. You're sitting there, right? You got your little sand beach chair. You got your little, you got your little, you got your little, uh, you know, Diet Coke or whatever you drink over there. You got your little umbrella and your Diet Coke. And you got your big old hat on. And, you, and you're resting back. And some of you are listening to some. Oh, and you got the seashore slamming in the back. You're reading your faith. Ooh, you're reading the word of God. And you feel the Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden, here comes like four three-year-olds with their mom. And they sit right next to you. You got nine miles of beach, but they decide today's the day to sit right next to you. We don't mind your children, and we don't mind you this, 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 and they start screaming at the top of their lungs, where did tranquility go? Out the window. Why? Because now there is something in my environment making my tranquil environment volatile. So are you protecting your mind like that? You better listen to me. I'm telling you something here now. Are you doing that? No. So here you go, right? What does that mean? So now the atmosphere is messed up, so you're either going to have to pick up your chair and move, or you're going to have to overcome the noise. This is what the enemy is trying to do in your head. He's trying to remove the tranquility of your mind, your will, and your emotions. So guess what he's doing? He's firing emotional darts at you to get your peace messed up in your emotions. He's firing the fiery darts at you to try to mess up your soul, your mind. He's giving you bad ideas. He's giving you all this. He's giving you negativity. You know, it doesn't always have to be bad or demonic. It just be negative. You ever been around somebody so negative? You don't want to hang out with negative people. Why? Because they don't bring peace to your life. What now? You ever go to have one? I don't really have people like that around me. Now I know. I probably know why I don't hang out with them. But no, but you ever go like out with somebody and they, they, they're, they're like, oh my God. Oh, the other day I was somewhere, right? And these people just could not make up their mind. Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, there's six things there. Just pick one for crying out loud. And they were like, they were like hemming. And I think it took them like five minutes. I was getting frustrated. I was like, let me just go ahead of you because, like, I know what I'm doing. Like, where do you think you are? We were at that, I was at that cookie joint. Oh, my God. And it was just crazy. I'm like, dude, there's 12 cookies. Get the box with all of them. If you can't, you say, hey, what are you doing? I don't know how I got on this. But anyway, right? And now I'm sitting here going, man, just make up your mind. This ain't hard. It's not like it's a make or break. Buy the box of 12. Go home and try a bite of every one of them. And then come back next time and figure out the ones you want. Come on, right? People just can't, or picky people, or just, oh my God, it's tiring. What am I trying to say? You got to understand this. You must practice what you've learned, received, and heard, and seen in Jesus do. What? Tra tranquility of mind, tranquility of your will, and tranquility of your emotions, right? That's your soul is going to be because you've learned to triumph in your thinking, in your emotions, 
and in your will. You're conforming them. I'm telling you, man, people don't realize this. They're like, well, it got in. It got in because you let it in. Now you got to drive it out. You know, remember I told you I messed up my piece? Takes a couple of times sometimes to drive that out because now I got to refute those thoughts with truth. They get in through your eyes and your ears. Here's another one. Ready? You write this down. You're going to have to use the shield of faith to quench the devil's thoughts, ideas, and suggestions. You're going to have to use the shield of faith. Isn't that what he said in Psalms? Listen, right? We were reading that Psalms, and when we read that, I was kind of like, that's what kind of got me. So I think it's a, but thou art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. In verse 3, you got to use the shield, the shield of faith to quench the fiery darts. That's Ephesians. You could see that in Ephesians 6.16. Y'all know that, right? It says this. It says this. Take the shield of faith where which you could quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I like that. It's good. Use the shield of faith, right? Look at this. Look at uh, Psalm. Look at Psalm 144, verse 2. I'm going to use the passion there. I like this passion because he says this. He really talks about being a shield. I like that. You know what's the shield do? It protects you. He's my shelter of love, my fortress of faith, who wraps himself around me as a secure shield. I hide myself in this one who subdues enemies before me. Isn't that cool? Talking about God. He's my shelter of love. How about that, right? He is my fortress of faith, and he is my what? Wrap around, secure shield. My shelter of love, fortress of faith, my secure shield is protecting me. That's Jesus. That's God. That's what he's doing for you. But what do you do in your shield? Look at 616. You could leave it in a passion. It reads kind of nice. You know what I mean? It says, take around your wraparound shield. That doesn't mean, see, I like that, right? Wraparound shield just means it's not just what's in front of you. It's the shield that wraps around you. It's got you covered from every angle. That's the good news. In every battle, I like that, man. In every battle, take your shield of faith, which could quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. What's the enemy doing? He's just shooting fiery darts. The Bible says he is the accuser of the brethren day and night. So I got news for you. If you think it's going away, you're wrong. You can't, it ain't going away because that's what his assignment is. His assignment is to accuse you day and night. It doesn't go away until you learn how to resist it. In every battle, take your faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Oh, my God. That's pretty wild, ain't it? In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. That's it. Now, what happens? Okay, so watch this. What happens if I don't take my shield? Now, what is the shield of faith? Now, this is where I help you because my terminology works good. If faith is my beliefs, you must take your shield of beliefs to quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. And I got news for you. Your beliefs better be based in truth. Otherwise, you're going to have a problem because the enemy's firing lies at you all day long, right? So what are you going to refute lies with besides the truth? Now, here's the thing. Why does it work? It works because they become your beliefs. They become your truths. Until they become your truths, I don't think they have the, the potent punch 
to quench as good as they are become your thoughts. So how about this? Take the shield of your beliefs and quench the fiery darts of the wicked one. You want to know what's funny about that? That's so God's honest truth because the enemy could slip through your armor what you believe. And that's powerful. You see that? So he could slip it in. If you say, well, you know, God wants me to have some money, but he don't want me to be rich. He'll slip that in with your belief. Well, you know, God wants me somewhat delivered, but not all the way delivered. I got to live with a little bit. That slips through your beliefs. Your shield of beliefs creates your reality of what you live in because that's what the enemy could slip through. So if you think, well, you know, a little bit of sick, you can live with a little bit of sick. Ain't no big deal. Guess what? That's going to be your shield of belief. Your belief, then he can slip through with those ideas. So he's going to come at you with a full parade of just fiery darts. And guess what? It's going to try to get through your belief shield. Now, your beliefs better be established in truth. This is everybody's life out there. There's people out there that believe they think off the wall. They have off the wall beliefs. So guess what the enemy does? He just piles them on. And they agree with it because their belief shield is there. Now, watch this. I'm going to show you something. Okay. You're lost, right? You have no control over the devil, right? He's crazy. But you were lost, some of you, right? And you were like, excuse me, the enemy was like, hey, do this. And you're like, I ain't doing that. You can get in trouble if you do that. Well, do it anyway. No, you can get a lot of trouble doing that. Like, you know, steal a bunch of money from the company or something. I'm not doing that. Now, I'll steal a box of pens, and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll rob some stuff like this, and I'll take some stuff like that. But I ain't robbing. I'm not going to embezzle millions of dollars. Why? Because you're going, my belief is if I get caught, I'm going to I'm go to jail for the rest of my life, and that don't sound like fun to me. So your belief there was what? So then he says, all right, rob a box of donuts from the break room. Okay. See what I'm saying? Your belief system has always been working. It's just that what is your belief system connected to? Some of you, your belief system was connected to a good moral compass, and that's why you navigated pretty well through life, even though you were lost. Some of you, your moral compass was broken. And when that happens, it's out the window. And that's because, you know what I mean? But that's, that's just people. Here's a big one, and I want you to remember this one. Four, talk to the Lord about it all and pray. You've got to get transparent with God. I'm telling you right now, I've, I've been doing this lately. I've been telling God, Straight up, what's up? Like, like you know, like God doesn't know you're a clown. <laughs> like the other day, I was chilling and I told the Lord something. I was like almost embarrassed to say it. You know, I'm like, you know, I was like, man, you know what? I'm just gonna tell you this, God. And God's like sitting there going, like, duh. What? I don't know your every internal. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're afraid right now, and this wasn't my thing, but if you were afraid right now of something, and you're like, you know, well, God, I just want to let you know. I'm afraid. You don't think God knows you're afraid? If you're scared right now, you don't think God knows you're scared? You, you know what I love? And I'm going to talk about this. This is going to be big. Apostle Paul, one of the best preachers ever walked the face here, the greatest man of God, said, I came to you in much fear and trembling and not eloquent speech. This dude is loaded with faith. He can't even talk right, and he's freaking out, and he's scared. But he didn't come to demonstration of man, but he came with the power of God. Man, I felt really good when I read that. I said, because, man, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in good company. Amen? But did you pull that in? So, if I, you know, some of you are angry. Well, God, I just want to tell you I'm angry. You need to get real with yourself and talk to God. Listen to this. This is so good. 
Message Bible, Matthew 6, 13 through 15. This blessed me. I didn't even know this was there. Okay? Now watch this. Now you know this is like the Lord's Prayer, but it's better in the message. It really is, I felt. Right? Watch this. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. Ain't that good? You're in charge. How many of you know I got to stay safe from me and the devil? Ain't that, that's so good. Like, man, I, I talk to the Lord about everything. Get open. This is about prayer. You can do anything you want. You're a, a blazing beauty. Yes, yes, yes. In prayer, there is a connection between what God does and what you do. Man, think about that. You can't get forgiveness from God, for instance, without also forgiving others. If you refuse to do your part, you cut yourself off from God's part. Now, go back. Keep me safe from myself. That's a good prayer. This is what he was talking about in prayer. He said, close the door. You know what I mean? King James says, shut the door. Go break your request on God. Don't think you're vain and reputation. But I like this. Keep me safe from me and keep me safe from that devil. Because I'm not safe sometimes until I'm guided by the word of God. My thinking ain't safe unless it's filtered through the word of God. You can think some crazy stuff, man, right? Check it. Yeah, in prayer, there's connection between what God does and what I do. Ain't that good? This is what I think I'm going to do. God's like, no, 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 no. This is what I want you to do, and this is what you think you're going to do, and we're going to work this out. Woo. And he's saying, he's saying, oh, you think you want forgiveness? Then you got to forgive. See, God's ways of doing things are different. But if you can get the right results, if you do what God told you to do. But if I don't pray, man, get transparent before God. That's what David said. I cried out to the Lord. I'm in agony, man. This stinks. That's a good one right there. Here's a big one, number five. Get some rest and resist. Stay spiritually strong. What do I mean get some rest? Man, you've been mind dealing for so long, some of you. Take a break, man. Change your focus. Get some rest. He said he went to sleep and woke up and it was better. Some of you just need to take a nap. Not right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, you start thinking weird when you don't get enough rest. Just get some rest. Get a new perspective. Stay spiritually strong. Now, I'm going to say something. Like, when I talk to you, get a nap. I live my best life with no sleep. I'm serious, man. I was lit. Somebody asked me the other day. I said, I think I slept three. Don't try this at home. I think I slept, man, when I was ablaze, man, when I first got saved, I was sleeping three, five hours a night for months and lit, just like absorbing the word of God. Like I was like on this quest, like the world was going to end tomorrow. And I was like, say, what happened? Nothing happened, but I had to just get to a place where I had, I had to come out of me and get really in God, and it was like a crash course, but then I started noticing something, man. I did, you do need to get rest from your negative to get strong in the positive. Separate yourself from some of this stuff. Some of you are so weary in the fight, man, you can't get strong. You know, look at the message, Matthew eleven twenty seven through 30. This is so good. These scriptures are like, I hope you write these down. 
the Matthew eleven twenty seven. Jesus resumed talking to the people, people, sorry, but now tenderly. The Father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique, unique father and son. This is so good, right? This is a unique father and son operation coming out of the father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does, nor the father the way the son does. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by nine with anyone who will listen. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I'll do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Somebody better shout in tongues right now. The unforced rhythm. That sounds like a, a band. Who are you? We are the unforced rhythms of grace. Come on, man. The unforced. Do you ever see this? Unforced rhythms of grace. What you mean rhythms of grace? I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Is that not awesome? Are you tired? Worn out. Now, here's the thing. Once you stay close to God, you can't get worn out. You can't get because you're he's life. But you see what I'm saying? Come get away with me, and I'm going to show you the unforced rhythms of grace. Man, I like that. I like that scripture. I love that scripture. And last one, but least, and we're going to talk about this one, the last one in a month I told you this. The th I'm going to, uh, you know what? I think, um, I think um, um, the last Sunday of the month I'm going to talk about this. Never let fear in, okay? Never let it in. It can be around you, but don't let it in. It's going to be around you. Just don't let fear in because once it's in, it messes up your peace. And that's what the enemy does. He puts it all around you to try to get you to buy the lie, and you get all nervous on the inside. Next thing you know, you're all freaking out and getting weird. Look what the message says about this. You got to identify, and remember this, here's one of my points I want to tell you. Write this down just real quick. Identify the sources of negativity in your life. Identify, like where'd that come from? Like if a word fell out of the sky, you got to backtrack it. Like where's that thing go to? Does that go to the truth? Where's that word? Like if I said, you're a stupid, you're a no good, you got to go, wait a minute, stop, stop, stop. Where would stupid, no good, nobody loves you, you're ugly, you're this, you're that. Where does that all go back to? If it doesn't go back to love, you can't accept it. God hears no evil. God sees no evil. God speaks no evil. God ain't got nothing to do with evil. That's why, I, that's how Sunday, I saw it last Sunday because it bothered me. I kept asking myself, I said, how in heaven did Lucifer, and it bothered me because I said, it, it must have come from within, and it would bug me, and I got it. Didn't come from within, because God never made anything bad. It came from without. He saw it. He saw what he could become. And an unmaintained mind destroyed him. Just like an unmaintained mind will destroy you. He saw it. And it came from the outside in. It's crazy. It's really good. Because it doesn't originate in. Now we got, a, we got a greater problem than him. Because we had a fall and a rebirth. So some of our internal stuff is 
is, is, is in the old man, get, becoming renewed. The old man's annihilated and dead, but you've got an unrenewed mind, so I like to say it like that better. And a lot of it is birthed through lust because you look at something, and that's not sexual lust. You look at something and you want it. And when, when, when it gets like that, you've got to be careful because if you don't filter it, it could, be, it, could be, it could be not the thing. And now you've got a big problem on your hands because now once it's conceived, you, you, now you've got, you got sin. You know what I mean? So how do you know? Stay close to the word. You know what I mean? And don't freak out over it because half of you ain't even there. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Saying like this, you just got to learn like it's coming. Where'd that thought come from? Did it come from within? I mean, who cares? Let's just get rid of them. But I caught it. I tracked it because eyes and ears are huge. That's why I talked about Sunday. Eyes and ears are huge. If your eyes and ears are not, you can tell you right now, you think that devil ain't stupid, man. He keeps putting this junk in front of these kids' face. Eyes and ears. Why do you think this stupid phone, that's all people do, eyes and ears, 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 eyes and ears. He's brainwashing the world with his deception, and we're sitting here like we don't know what he's doing. We know exactly what he's doing. He's deceiving the world. Look what it says in 1 John 5, uh, sorry, sorry, 1 John 4, Message Bible, 1 John um, 1 John 4, 16, message. We're going to read it, and we're done. 16, 17, 18. Because you need to read these in 19. Message. Right? Never let fear in. It's going to be around you. Just don't let it in. Don't let it in. Don't let it in. Is that my song of the day? Everybody's like, I don't know what you're doing, Pastor Chris. We know it so well. We've embraced it heart and soul. This love that comes from God, God is love. When we take a permanent residence in a life of love. Woo! I like that. Take permanent residence in the life of love. We live in God and God lives in us. How many of you got permanent residence in the life of love? Come on, somebody. You better pray twice. The holidays are coming. They're coming over. This way, love has the run of the house. Oh, you better put that over your doorpost. Love is the, what's love got to do, got to do with it? What's love? What's love? It's the way you better rule your house. Tina Turner got it. Becomes at home. That's why she got rid of Ike. He, he was not walking in love. Become at home. <laughs> I was thinking about Soul Train before I really was. Soul Train. You used to watch it on Saturday morning. Woo! You might know what I'm talking about. They're like, Pastor Chris, you need to close. Become at home and mature in us so that we're free of worry on Judgment Day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ. That's good news, ain't it? There is no room in love for fear. Man, next time fear shows up, goes, there ain't no room. Oh, you better hear that. Somebody better run around the room, run around the room, run around the room. Did we ever send those people to book that ran around the room? I hope so. If not, if you run around the room, we will say, somebody run around the room, send me a video of you running around the room. I'll send you Choose to Be Chosen right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. If you run outside, I'll send you all three books. If you run down the street with your phone and video it and send it to the ministry, relevantfl.org, I will send you all three books free. Come on, somebody. Why? Run down the road. <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm starting a revival. There is no room in love for fear. Next time fear shows up, goes, sorry, there's no room in the inn. Come on. 
Well-formed love banishes fear. Since fear is crippling, a fearful life, fear of death, fear of, how many are you afraid to die? You, you ain't perfect in love if you fear of dying. Fear of judgment. How many of you afraid of getting judged? I ain't afraid of dying. You afraid of dying, Pastor Chris? No, bro. And once you master that joker, you got them all. Because everybody in the earth is afraid of dying. I ain't even going to die. I'm just going to step over in the glory and see Jesus. I was like, what's up? I ain't ready to go now. I don't want to go right away. Because I, I don't know who's waiting for me over there. You know what I mean? I got like congregate members, family. <laughs> that might be more work than the earth. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's funny. You got to laugh. Fear of judgment. I don't care who you go. I'm going to get a tattoo. I told Pastor Liz I'm going to get a tattoo. Only God can judge me. We go eagle on my chest. says only God can judge me. She thinks I'm gone. And what? Is no one? Relax. I'm, I don't like needles. And is one not yet fully formed in love? I'm not afraid of judgment. I already, because you've already been judged. We, what? Are going to love. We better love. Love and be loved. We know we're going to love, and we're going to love to be loved. First we're loved. Now we love. He first loved us. Just be a person of love. Next time fear shows up, goes, ain't no room. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I like that. I like that. Ain't no room. Ain't no room for you in my life. Man, that was good. Praise the Lord. Listen. Filter your thoughts. Identify where the negative's coming in. We understand that we have to apply the truth. Once we apply the truth, the truth will then apply the, 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 the wisdom for the moment and the availability of what to pick up and what not to pick up and how to move forward. I promise you this. The more you get um, disciplined at filtering your thoughts, the easier life is going to become. Because as you take time to cultivate that Kind of like that rhythm of grace, you know, like, hey, let me just get, let me just go slow with this. What do I absorb and what do I reject? What do I accept? What do I reject? What do I resist? What do I allow? What do I quench and lift my shield and stop? What do I do? How do I do? Where'd that come from? Start asking yourself, where'd that come from? And then filter it. Can I believe it about me? Can I speak it about me? Can I, can, do I want to harvest on it? Like, you know, the thoughts come in. Do I want to harvest on that? If you don't want to harvest on it, God probably didn't bring it. Because God's not, you got to understand this. Just remember this about God. This is really good. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. So God knows he's not going to tell you one thing and then tell you something else, and then the something else divides his kingdom. He is not the master of division. He is the master of agreement. So you got to realize this. Realize that when you see these things, they're telling on themselves before they show up. But that's knowing the character and nature. That's why this series is helping people. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you. And thank you for blessing these guys. Thank you for equipping them. Thank you for challenging them to go to another place in their thoughts so they can live the greatest life on the earth. Thank you, Father, for change and transformation taking place in their mind, in their family, in, in their life, and in their people, people that are around them that they love. God, thank you that we're mind-maintaining and we're overcoming each and every situation and circumstance because your word has given us the guidance. We bless you and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Amen, you guys did great, praise the Lord. Don't forget Sunday, come and sign up, trunk or treat, amen. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.